Hello, everybody. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant. My name is Russ Frustick. And welcome to The Resties, a video game podcast where the rest of the best talk the best of the rest. I did it! Yeah, that's that's interesting. I thought you were going to say talk about, but you don't need to talk about. You could just say talk the best of the rest. Like, we're no. just talking. But you know what? It's better when you explain the the, the concision of the sentence. It makes yeah, it much so more too. enjoyable. I think uh, so, too. <laughs> brief status update on the bet is what I have on, on my thing. I don't remember writing that. Yeah, I um, wrote it. I added mm-hmm. it to the rundown because okay. I, I didn't want to forget. I want us to forget. Um, okay, as people great. might recall... A couple episodes, a couple resties ago, Plant and I had a prediction rundown for the year of 2022, and we both guessed a bunch of things. And uh, if uh, one of us is more right than the other one, the other one loses and has to do something. Now, the initial uh, discussion was that the other one would have to buy a video game statuette for the other mm-hmm. person. Correct. And, and I'd like to suggest an alternative to that. Oh, I thought you were going to give me a status update on how you're already losing. We're going to cover that as well. So okay, don't worry. Okay, that, okay that's so what's, next. Your, what's, what's your alternative? My alternative is this. I think the person who wins gets to tell the person who loses what character they are cosplaying as. And that they have to cosplay as that character and take a photo of it and share it on the Besties Twitter. <laughs> wow. This is, uh, that's, that's brutal. Now, I, I'm not encouraging anything that's, like, too revealing, but sure. it's entirely up to you what level of commitment that you make to this. But I wanted to do this early before it really gets decided uh, okay. who's going to win this Okay, thing. so you did not tell me about this before the show. That's true. And I feel like I'm going to need, I'm going to need a beat <laughs> to think on. on You're going to have to digest. I, yeah, I need to chew on this one a lot. Okay. Um, because I could see this going a lot of bad ways for me. That's true. Um, so you don't y- trust me? I don't at all. Th- that's what good friends are. We are that level of friend where I know for a fact you would have no problem <laughs> making me dress like a near Automata character. Look, there are a lot of dead or alive characters that I think would be perfect. <laughs> uh, you okay, can think I'll, on it. That's I'll th- fine. I'll, I'll think on it. And then, and then also the other update is that you already have, have lost one part of your... That's true, and I think you maybe... I I thought there was one where you lost one as well. Well, possibly. So the one that you've lost, for people who are keeping track, is Frustick had a a claim that Tom Cruise, in in Mission Impossible Tom Cruise, would show up in Fortnite. That is no longer, I mean, 99.9% unlikely because Mission Impossible has been moved to 2023. That is true. And And I would add... Some people were saying that the reason I shouldn't have bet it in the first place mm-hmm. is that appearing in video games is against Tom Cruise's Scientology beliefs. And I did some research into that, and I could not find anything specifically citing that. So I think it might be ap- apocryphal, but I wanted to mention that people were like, what do you think? What do you, why, you know, whatever. Why so, do you not know this bit of minutia? <laughs> uh, yeah, that does seem very specific, um, but... Yeah, the one that the one that I might lose is it sounds like Apple's VR AR headset has been delayed to 2023 because of a lack of parts. Yes. But that's like that's some like big like Apple rumor mill stuff. So 
Well, and also yeah. you do still have two headsets that could come out, and I think you win the bet, right? That's you true. You don't need it all three to come out. Almost certainly. I, I actually think I'm going to win this bet because um, Oculus has two headsets that are likely to come out this year, I believe. Oh. A new Oculus Quest and like a higher end headset. And um, and yeah, I think there's no question that Sony will release a, a new PSVR by the end of the year. Yeah, we'll see. So I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good about that. Okay. Anyway, this week we are talking about what makes a great portable game and our favorite portable games of all the time. And why are we doing that? Because talk about another piece of hardware that I can't believe actually is coming out finally. Maybe. Uh, the Steam Deck is actually going to happen. Maybe. It is, I'm, I, have, I, have, I have adjusted my, my bets to firmly the Steam Deck is coming out at the end of this month. Now, there might only be 20 of them. <laughs> and they might be only shipped to the first 20 people who made orders however long ago. But it does sound like, for real, the Steam Deck is coming out. And the reason that I think this is, uh, at first, you know, like months ago, we would see uh, large video game developers showing their games running on Steam Deck. And uh, a week or so ago, I saw, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name now, but it's kind of like an indie game inspired by Bushido Blade. And the developer of that game had uh, their game running on Steam. Samurai Gun? You're talking about Samurai Gun? No, 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 no. It's like a 3D. Mm, I, I swear I'm gonna I'm gonna get it before the end of the show, and and then we'll we'll put it in here. Uh, but this game is running on a Steam Deck, and you know I thought like, hey, if a very independent developer is getting access to this, they're probably ready to start shipping these. They have sent it to a lot of developers. Yeah. So I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm I'm genuinely excited yep. about this, but I think first we have to talk about hey, what are people even going to use this for? Because you know the the world of PC games is not necessarily appropriate on the Steam on the Steam Deck. Uh, one thing though, if you do not care about the Steam Deck, if you did not spend a lot of money on it, if you don't even know what the Steam Deck is, no problem. Uh, because we want to make this episode accessible to everybody. So we'll be talking about what makes all portable games good, from the Game Boy to the Switch to everything beyond. And we'll be doing that right after this break. Okay, so for uh, the top of the show, Fresh, I wanted to talk with you about what makes a good portable video game. Because I think there's a big difference. Like, sure, the Nintendo Switch revolutionize the world of games you know you can play it on the go you can play it on home uh but there is a difference between the games that i want to play on a small screen when i'm you know on the airplane and like what i i want to play at home or on a computer yeah and we should also clarify that i don't think correct me if i'm wrong we're not talking about mobile games which i think is another category entirely correct yeah we're not talking about stuff that's like to me a good mobile game we can get out of the way is Something that I can play for five to ten minutes, touchscreen, extremely low impact. Yes. And that's that's not what we're talking about. These are games that, you know, this, these are commute games. These are play them on the couch games while maybe you have reruns of your favorite show on. That type of game. Yes. Should we get into it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just waiting if you have... What's your, what, what's your big idea? Do you have a thing that you're like, this is what I need? First and yeah. foremost. Well, uh, well, I'll start. I'll start with one thing. I don't think 3D games are very good for portable gaming. Huh. 
That's interesting because there's this game called Breath of the Wild, and we've talked about it a little bit on the show. We have, but I don't know that it. I mean, you can definitely play it, Breath of the Wild, importable. You can definitely play it, but unless you have like a hoary like bi- those big like thumbsticks that I use, that's a pretty miserable game to play in portable mode. Like, it's not fun to play that game in portable. Mm, I'm you, gonna you correct disagree? you here. I only played it in portable mode. Yeah, but I, you didn't get hand cramps while playing that game. No, not really, but I also don't play many games for more than an hour at a time. Oh, well, there you go. You're a baby. Yeah, that's that's true. I, I, I get what you mean. Having to, like, navigate the, the I don't know, the the camera. The camera, yeah. That That's a pain. For me, it's, like, controls in general. I just need them to be simple. Yeah. And I don't mind, I don't mind a 3D game if it's not demanding, like, rapid control response right so i don't mind breath of the wild i think that's like a pretty chill place to be on a portable game but you know i tried to play doom on a switch and it's impressive that it's there but i have no desire to do a shooter on on really any current portable hardware and why do you say that because it, it because managing the camera at that speed and those reflexes does not feel good to me right same with like fighting games like, I mean, there's like an exception here or there. There is a fighting game on Neo Geo Pocket Color that I think is fantastic. But they also stripped down a lot of the controls to make that work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think like, I know that you can play Super Street Fighter 2 on a Switch, but I don't, I don't want to. It's entirely based on like how the, it's not the fact that it's portable as much as the controls were not designed with those sorts of games in mind. So it always feels like you're sort of jamming them in. Yeah, yeah, that that to be portable, you are going to have to make simpler or I guess like looser or tighter or tinier controllers. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And and that just doesn't work. That, that you know, I say this, but then um I think both of us like the backbone, which is the, you know, the thing that you can wrap around your iPhone or Android phone to play well, mobile games, but also to play like Xbox Game Pass streaming games. Yes. And I do enjoy 3D games a bit more on that. Um, but I guess the thing that that I, I still struggle with there is big AAA 3D games. It's not that they're 3D. It's just those games happen to also be games that expect more of an investment from me. Like there's, it's almost like 2D games because they are, you know... <sighs> They've been around since the beginning of all this, but especially, you know, like 80s, 90s era of like arcade games or even Nintendo games where they just things were broken up into levels. They were digestible. I don't know. It's almost like there's kind of a a language that's assumed with a lot of 2D games that 3D games are like, no, we're going to be big cinematic. We're going to expect you to sit on your couch for a long amount of time. Yeah, you can't really appreciate the scale, I think as much when you're playing a portable game, even if it's like a big portable game like Breath of the Wild or um, uh, Monster Hunter Rise, it doesn't quite have, I mean, it's just, I don't think it was what what it was designed for necessarily. It's playable, it works, but it just doesn't feel like quite the right fit. (laughs) You're the Christopher Nolan of video games. You're like, that's true. You're gonna watch everything needs to be seen in a theater. Yeah, yeah. I no, I I think I think you're right. I I also think like we are in this kind of funky spot right now, right? W- with Switch and with Steam Deck where 
a lot of presumptions are being challenged of what is a mobile game and like how much does any of that matter. I also think like the reality is who are you and when and why are you playing? Like you look at kids playing Fortnite on their iPhone. Is that the most comfortable way to play Fortnite? Well, they're probably not doing it on their iPhone because well, it's not yeah, there yeah. anymore. Not, not their iPhone, their Android phone. <laughs> or, 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 you know, Minecraft on their iPhone. Like, is that the best place to do it? No, not at all. But it is the place that's available. Yeah. And, like, that, that makes it the best. Um, so I think for us, you know, being grown old people uh, who have a lot of choice when it comes to this, it's like we're talking about, like, ideal places. Yeah. Um, and, like, I think the ideal place for most 3D games is on TV. But I think that they can work here. That said, I think there are some genres that, like, just straight up don't work. Like, at all. Interesting. Do you, like, do you, nothing, is there anything for you? Because for me, like, RTS, I... Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't think I can play an RTS on a TV either. Like, I think I need a mouse keyboard set up for that. Yeah, I think it's, like, it's, like, a double whammy for RTS. Because it's, like, yeah, I need... I need mouse keyboard. There are some exceptions. I know the Halo Wars series can do uh, control relatively well. But also just anything where it's the itty bitty pieces yeah. on a screen like that. I just, I can't get it. I mean, it. I just hate RTSs in general. So maybe it's, I'm I'm a little bit tainted on the genre overall. But it's just too much to keep track of. My brain can't handle it. Whether it's on a small screen or a big screen. It's just like, I feel, I always feel like I'm not committing my resources in the most effective way possible, and I'm failing whoever the designer is behind this game. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. We have a number of people on Twitter who are uh, regularly asking us to talk about, you know, like Forex games or RTS or yeah, we're not. I can't. And it's just Sorry. like I I apologize. You wouldn't. They wouldn't. Nobody would enjoy it. You I've know? tried for what yeah, it's worth. It, I've tried playing those games, but total not, respect not for, for those games. I'm just a moron. It is and funny though. Because we talk, uh, you know, I think we agree that RTS definitely not good for portable. The flip side of that is turn-based strategy games may be the best genre for portable. What mm. do you think? Well, explain. So games, when I say turn-based, things that jump to mind. Fire Emblem, XCOM, mm. uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Pokemon. These are games that have turn-based strategy mechanics and allow you to, at any moment, after any turn, shut the game down, and you lose uh, nothing. I see what you mean. So when I said Pokemon, wrong. What you're, no. you're talking about, uh, yes, slightly different. Pokemon's Pokemon. a turn-based RPG. Yes. Yeah, I think I think that's a good point. So now that I can play XCOM on my Steam Deck, that might be like one of the very first games that I should take up. Yeah, it would be up there. I, my only fear with a game like XCOM, which was not designed initially for a handheld is it's a lot of stuff on screen. I think a game like Fire mm. Emblem, which wouldn't be on Steam Deck necessarily, but like games that were like a little more natively considered to be portable games would be better. But I don't know. XCOM might work. It's hard so to say. What are, I mean, you mentioned that. Are there other things where you're like, okay, this these are things that I, when I see it in a video game, I'd much rather be playing it on portable than on a big TV. Yes, Um reading and and it's funny that i mentioned fire emblem because this applies to fire emblem as well there's a lot of reading in fire emblem like a lot there's a lot of dialogue and talking to random people around town and blah blah blah, blah. and whenever i'm doing a lot of reading on in a console game 
I feel like I'm wasting time just sitting in front of a screen as text <laughs> scrolls in front of me. I don't know what it is. It's weird because I'm not necessarily being more productive doing that in portable mode. Maybe it's because I want more of a book rating experience. Yeah, I don't know. In portable mode, it feels like a book. It's in your hands yeah. like a book, right? And then uh, when you, I feel like when I'm playing a reading game on TV, it's like, well, I should just go read a book. <laughs> yeah, well, it makes me think about when I tried to play 13 Sentinels and couldn't get through it because I was like, I'm just wasting my life away. Yeah, the, 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 the pickle of 13 Sentinels, and I, Switch is the best platform for this, is yes, that's true. It does, I think it will work better on a Switch where you can read it like a book. But the art is so gorgeous that you do want to be able to check it out on a big screen now and then. Like, it would yeah. be a waste not to see some points of the game on on a small screen. Yeah, I mean, Persona, definitely same sort of thing. I have a tough time playing Persona games on consoles, but when they do come to portable, I know 4 Golden was on Vita, and I don't think any of the mainline Persona 5s have come to Switch yet. But... Um, yeah, that that's definitely where I would look to play them. Are there like games on PC, speaking of Steam Deck, that you that come to mind is like, oh, that is why I would want to own a Steam Deck? Yeah, well, yeah. So immediately jumping to mind is Rogue Legacy 2. This is a game that we played mm. and talked about on Besties like a year or even more ago. Um, that was in early access, and it's finally closing in on actually releasing. And under normal circumstances, this is a game that I would prefer to play on Switch because I, I like playing those games, but portably. Um, but if I were to wait for the Switch port, it might be another six months before that happens. And here, the second that it hits 1.0 on Steam, I can play it portably immediately. So that is the immediate like first game that I might boot up. Yeah, mine are all RPGs. Like I, I you know, I've, I've sunk a good amount of time into Tales of Arise and Scarlet Nexus last year. But I kind of just haven't gone back to them because I figure that I will play them on Steam Deck whenever I, you know, get it. Just because they feel perfect for that, right? Like, yeah. Similar thing of there are bits of those games that are absolutely stunning and I want to see them on a high-definition TV. But you're in settings for long enough that, you know, I can I can do both. I can see how it looks and experience that and then I can throw it to handheld mode and do the grind and work through the story. Yeah. Um, just so you know, I literally remember the name of the game that we were talking about. Oh, good. The Bushido the, Blade game. The Bushido Blade game is Hellish Court. If people want to check it out. I apologize that it took my brain that long and I have no idea why it just flared up into my head. I like the branding. It's good. It's very good, and yeah. I, uh, I, I'm, ex I'm very excited to play that. I think like that is weirdly what I, I'm most excited about for the Steam Deck, which kind of defies this entire conversation we're having, is if it works and it truly is kind of pick up and play, and it's just, hey, I have 15 to 20 minutes here, and I don't want to have to go back into my office and all that. Um, being able to just kind of pick at video games yeah. now and then is is my dream. And it's why I hope that there is an easy way to dual boot on it and have Game Pass on Steam Deck because that's the real dream. Um, yeah, Game Pass or yeah, other services. Yeah, Who knows? subscription service. That would, that would rule. Um, and I have a feeling that they will quickly figure out some version of that. And if, and if Steam 
deck doesn't. I, I, it seems like we're going to see quite a few competitors before the end of the year. And oh, I'm that sure was one of our bets too, wasn't it? Oh, that there'll be like a big, oh, that Razor will do a yeah, big Yeah, Razor yeah. or oh uh, Alienware, I think. We're, I feel that we... way more confident about that one now yeah. than I did even a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, I think, I think that is right. Um, okay. Should we, should we take a break? Do you think? Yeah. And then we can come back and we can talk about our best portable games. Love it. Okay, cool. Let's do that. We will be right back. Okay. We, we are back. And I think we're going to start a fight. Is my, this could go really well. I could be wrong, but we could start a fight. Using the metric that we just talked about, you and I are going to choose the top five portable video games okay, of all time. We're not going to each choose five. We're going to work together, and we have to agree on the top five. Okay. Seaman. That's not a portable game. (laughs) So step one. They have to be portable games. Understood. Uh, I'm glad we're sh- setting out the steps. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I see how you're confused because Seaman has a microphone as a it controller. Does. And microphones yes. are portable. And Leonard Nimoy was in it. True. And he was in... He got around. He did. He, he did. That's a good point. Um, he wrote songs about The Hobbit. He was in Star Trek. He varied career. Um... Do you have a do you have a nominee that you want to throw into the ring? Sure. Um, I think a Fire Emblem game needs to be included in this. Mm, no, I'm not. I'm <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> um, I think it does, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I think mm-hmm. it checks a lot of the boxes that we were just talking about. Okay. Um, it checks the reading box that we were talking about. It checks the um, turn-based strategy box that we were talking about. These simple graphics that are easy to make out, not a ton of like stuff on screen at any one time. <laughs> You're, it feels a lot like you started with this answer in your head and then you went back. And I did. Like, so, so, so you knew that you were going to make this case, and you're like, okay, I'm going to lay the groundwork. Well, because they're related. You were asking me what are the best elements of portable games, and then you're asking me what portable games are the best okay 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 they are so, directly related we'll see now, I'm, I'm i'm writing down a fire emblem well i can be more specific than that oh, if it's helpful boy. yeah i would say fire emblem better be the switch one no i think fire emblem proper which was the first fire emblem to come to america so it was the first one on gba in america it was called fire emblem and in japan i think it was called fire emblem blazing blade because it was like the sixth Fire Emblem at that point. Okay. So the the most hardcore one. It's not. It's no, no, no. It's I, it was the first one that I ever played, and this uh, was back when I was a young child, and I didn't even know anything uh, about this franchise. I just know that people liked it. So if mm-hmm. ever there was an example of a way to introduce people to this franchise, eh, it's probably Fire Emblem Awakening. That was like the big breakout game. Yeah, but that seems like it. We could change it to Awakening. That's fine. Okay, I'm going to put Or Awakening here. I mean, neither of them are going to make it. So oh. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, fine. I, I'm, I'm, you being, do I'm being open-minded. I do respect that a lot of people love these games, and I do respect that I should be shamed for not having devoted more of my time to Three Houses. They're great. They're great. That's what I hear. You but... can have time babies. They're amazing. 
it Let's feels see your like pick. this should be the game that I like and not the game that you like. I know. It's very surprising. I do not generally like these games, but... It's strange. Um, I'm going to nominate one that I I know we will agree on because I, I come... I wanted to start this from a place of peace and prosperity. Okay. Um, Wait, you've started writing it down and it, all I see is SP, so maybe I could guess off of that. Okay, what do you think it is? I think it's Sponic the Hedgehog. And it's Splatoon. Oh, um, no, no, it's hard disagree. <laughs> it's Spelunky. Oh, okay, good. It, it's good. Spelunky, Spelunky Rock. Spelunky 1 HD, um, <laughs> I believe, is a perfect portable game. Yes. Despite not being built for that originally, but it, it is much of what we talked about. It, it very, very simple controls, despite it being a, kind of a hard game to learn. Very start and stop friendly. You know, you can pick it up, you can put it down, uh, runs relatively short, especially when you're learning the game. And the cartoon visuals are very easy to read. Yeah. Um, so, like, it's conveying a ton of information, but you never really struggle reading it, uh, which is a different type of reading than you were talking about, but reading nonetheless. Yes. Uh, I completely agree. Totally Great. co-signed. There was a moment where I was considering whether Spelunky 2 would have been a better pick, but I do think the difficulty spike yeah. probably better off with Spelunky HD as sort of the broad portable yeah. pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's also just like historical. I mean, that game defined the PlayStation Vita. I don't know if it you did. want to bring that in, but... I mean, it didn't really super run great on the PlayStation Vita, but it was spectacular. So. Runs great on Switch now. Um, it does. Okay, give, give me another one of yours. Yes, another one of mine. I think, yeah, I don't know if you're going to be down with this, but I'm going to go Binding of Isaac. So, mm, I, I'm writing it down. Okay, write it down. My only problem with this is I feel like we have this covered with Spelunky. Okay, that was my hesitance. That's why I hesitated, and I do have a backup, which okay. I don't think, I I think is different from Spelunky, mm -hmm. uh, but maybe not different enough. The The other game that jumped to mind as a great portable game is Spelunker. Hades. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Hades. Hades. Oh! Now, they mm. are, all of these are roguelikes, but... I think Hades is different. Hades is is a more narrative game than any of them. It um, has amazing artwork, but it's also very simple insofar as it's easy to like, again, as you were talking about, read. Um, repeatable gameplay, uh, something you can like put, pick up and put down. Every room is like two minutes long, so you can always just pause at the end of a room. I think it's pretty great. I, I yeah. I, I Did you play a lot of Hades portably? I didn't. I played it almost exclusively on PC. Yeah. But I wish I'd played it portably. Because yeah, I played it, it feels, on Switch. Yeah, it feels way better uh, as, as that sort of game. Um, yeah, especially like the, 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 the story stuff in that game. It feels like it would be much more enjoyable just kind of yeah. hanging out. Um, okay, I, I do agree with that. There are two here that I feel very confident in. Yes. The next one I also feel very confident in. Okay. And that is Gravity Rush for the PlayStation. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it is. Let me let me let me let me make a case. Oh my god. Let me make you a case. You just made your entire anti-case to Gravity Rush in the entire first segment. Go but go. So ahead. that 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 is my point. Gravity Rush breaks all of the rules. 
it is the controls are not particularly simple. You use uh, like g- the what is it where you can gyroscope. The, the gyroscope controls to rotate your PlayStation, and you can send your character flying and uh, redirecting gravity in this massive open world that is like way more vertical than basically any open world uh, ever. But that's what's amazing about it. What is so cool about this game is the audacity of it all, that they made a game that would have been too ambitious on console and then (laughs) tried to squeeze it into a portable handheld. And I don't, I would love to know the story of why, and we will probably never know. Um, But it, it sure feels to me, my like, you know, like fan canon of it all is that Sony was like, yeah, you can make that game we're not going to give you money to do it on PS3 or PS4. But if you know what? If you can if you can pull it off on Vita, sure, why not? And they're like, they'll never do it. You know, like, that's that's not possible. And then the team was like, sure. You know what? We'll give it a try. We will, we will attempt the impossible. And it is a 7 out of 10. And by that, I'm not saying, like, literally I'm giving it a score. I'm saying it is a as a philosophy it is a seven out of ten game (laughs) it is broken in many ways it is repetitive at times but damn if it isn't trying it's hard out and i've made my case do i think it's going to make the final five no i don't you made a terrible case well i'm writing it down just in case we change you made a case for a very broken little bird that appeared on your doorstep one day this has nothing to do with making a great portable game if anything, it's the opposite. You, they made a not portable game, then mm. first jammed it into a portable console. I guess the, the, your point would be that they made an HD re-release on PlayStation Four, and it is better. Yes, mm. it's better. I liked Gravity Rush. Don't get me wrong; I actually liked Gravity Rush, and I played through it all on Vita, so I did actually enjoy it. But I also acknowledge that, like, using that right thumbstick nub sucks it's not fun <laughs> and using the gyroscope sucks not fun so uh okay i think we can cut it i'm not well i'm, I'm leaving it on the i'm leaving fine it on until the we sheet. can list yes. other things fine yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, now i have to pick like an actual pick and not like your ridiculous pick there's there's two very good games that have not been mentioned yet well, there are a lot, but I'm trying to like diversify. So like a game that sprung to mind was that turn-based alien fighting game where you control the mechs, that isometric game. Nah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Into the Breach. Into the Breach. Spectacular game, but I think that's too similar to Fire Emblem. It, yeah. If you wanted I, I to replace Fire Emblem with Into the Breach, I would be okay with that. Okay. I'm putting that there as, as an option. Okay. You know what? I think I think what we need on here, we can we can kind of work together. Yeah. I think we need a good RPG. Yeah, that's going to be tough because I hate most of them. <laughs> well, that's true, but I think I th- there are some that you like. Persona Four definitely comes to mind. I as- did fall asleep and didn't actually play that much of Persona Four. <laughs> <laughs> I like routinely <laughs> fell asleep while playing all of those games. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but I did. Oh, was there an, okay. is there a portable? I kind of liked, um, what was that GBA uh, RPG series? There was two of them. No, the, the Golden no. Sun. Golden Sun. Those are pretty good. Oh, no, forget about it. 
ignore what I just said. I've got it. Ready? Okay. Perfect. Mario and Luigi partners in time. Not joking. That's a serious answer. I'm gonna and I can explain down. it if you want. Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely do. Okay. Have you played this game? I, not in a long time. Okay. So the Mario Luigi games, in case you're not familiar, are inspired very much by the Paper Mario series, which is uh, very simple RPGs that incorporate some action-y elements into a turn-based RPG system with like very lighthearted, fun storylines and goofiness. For example, Mario and Luigi Partners in Time, you like travel back. I don't remember the exact beats of the story, but you do travel back in time as Mario and Luigi and meet baby Mario and Luigi and they like work together and then Bowser's there and he's like friends with you because someone else has like screwed over Bowser. Um, and the graphics look great on any screen that's like really clean and smart and uh, approachable and constantly like, again, it's one of those things you could just pick up and put down. It's not like up its own ass about like resources and all this like systems management and stuff like that. It's just like, Oh, can you jump on his head two times or three times? Three times is more damage. Let's do that. It's great. These games are great. I love them. I I think that's fair. I think Superstar Saga and I think Inside Story are better. Hmm. I think that I, I, I what I'm saying do, is, I, do any of those have baby Mario and baby Luigi? No, they don't, but they do have good game mechanics, which is a pretty decent trade-off. Partners in Time has <laughs> the, basically the, the same the, game the mechanics. Writing is, the writing is definitely better. That it's been a while though but i'm pretty sure i you know i'll say we'll just say a mario and luigi game here i'm putting persona 4 golden as okay as an option i'm just straight up cutting well i'm not cutting gravity rush but because i'll have to name it at the end of the show but it sounds like it's not making it so we have right now we have uh splunky we have hades which are kind of overlapping we have a a tactics game we have a rpg here we're getting we're getting into the thick of it because there's there's a lot of good stuff that is not on this list like i think gta chinatown wars is one of the best portable games of all time it is extremely good and i think it was designed really well for being portable my only hesitance with gta chinatown wars even though it is one of my favorite gta games ever there is a little bit of dumb touchscreen stuff that i don't particularly like Mm, yes i think that's true uh, yeah but the rest I, of the I, game is great yeah it, well i i guess it's also this thing of is it meeting the criteria that you know we set out for here it's close it is close to that it feels very close the mm, mm. so uh, i'm just naming some games that we have not talked about Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Really, mm. any Monster Hunter game, right? Monster that's, Hunter. That's what yeah. I'm talking about when I'm talking about Peace Walker, they're the same type of game. Yeah, um, yeah. And we're talking about talking up about... their own ass resource and systems management. <laughs> well, well, also like collaborative, you know, playing with friends. Yeah. Uh, sure. We we haven't talked about Tetris. Yeah, Tetris might be the best. I think Tetris needs to be on. The I list. feel like Tetris has to be on the list because Tetris yeah. to me is the definitive portable game. It sold the Game Boy. It sold the Game Boy. Um, it, we didn't talk about um, uh, Sword and Sorcery, which is yeah, a mobile game, but is it also is. a portable game. 
Yeah, I wouldn't. It doesn't spring to mind. My my mind is like it's it's good. I liked it. But yeah, but not 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 essential. In this there is ways. a game that I actually want to mm-hmm. suggest, and it was a game that came out originally on console, but was later added to portable devices, the Switch okay. included, and that is Mark of the Ninja from Clay Entertainment. Hmm. You ever play Mark of the Ninja? Of course I did. We played it together. Did we? Yeah. And it's it all hate. You don't remember. Uh, I think that's true. At GDC, I think we played an early build of it. Um, amazing 2D uh, stealth game. One of my favorite stealth games ever. And one of the very few games that I think really captures the thrill and diversity of a, two, of a stealth game in a 2D format. Um, tons of ways to approach like enemies and areas, but all like very cleanly presented in a very simple way. Okay. Okay. So here's the problem. Here's the problem with that. Good. Not, not like a, a profoundly great portable game. A good, a good, a good game. A very good game. But I would yeah. not say a great portable game. And the reason I say that is here's some other games that we still have not mentioned. And I'm sure there are people now at this point throwing their um their iPhone or, or whatever those their Don't laptop do that. across the room because we haven't said the word Pokemon. You know what? I have repeatedly in my brain thought about Pokemon. Because Pokemon was the very first portable RPG I ever played was Pokemon Red. I'm putting that down as our RPG. It I, is an RPG, but I'm so fucking burnt out on Pokemon. <laughs> well, I, I agree, but I'm saying if we're talking about you know favorite portable game, like if these are like iconic, perfect. Are we? Well, games. The, that's a, something else. Are we talking iconic portable games? Or are we talking favorites? Because well, right now, if you ask me favorite portable games, Pokemon would not be on that list. Mm, mm. So uh, we're getting into some real semantic weeds here. It's important. I guess what I would say is favorites. Of all time. You know, when they were writing the Declaration of Independence, you know what they said? Eh, we don't need to get the details. We're getting too semantic. <laughs> it's true. That is true. This is like basically the second most important document uh, it is. in the history of the United States. Um, uh, <laughs> fuck you, Federalist Papers. <laughs> um, uh, I, so my, my case for Pokemon, and I say this as somebody who I also, you know, I'm burnt on it. I'm not feeling it right now, even though I did like the, that new one. Yeah. I think if I talked about like, hey, if somebody asked, what are your favorite portable games of all time? I wouldn't think like right now, this is what I recommend you go play. I would think like, wow, these games like really left a positive impression on me. I love these games. And it, it would be hard for me not to say that Pokemon isn't on that like short list. Well, if that is the rubric that we're going for, I have something that checks both boxes, and it's a category that we have not discussed because immediately mm-hmm. it does not seem like it'd be good for portable, but it is, and that game is Mario Golf Advance, the best golf game ever made. <laughs> That's pretty true. That Mario true. Golf Advance and it, and for those- And it's an RPG. It's an actual RPG, which they haven't done since Mario Golf Advance. And uh, Advance Tour is actually the name of the game. And um, it ha- it's so fucking good. It's got like little mini challenges where you're trying to like level up your character by like mm-hmm. hitting a mole that's on the core on the course. And it's got um, you can like build your character in different ways. And there's like secret clubs you can unlock. 
But again, it checks the box of after every swing, you just pause the game and turn off your whatever device and um, you can continue it later. I have replayed this game so many times. It holds up 20 years after it released. Super fucking good. Mario Golf Advance. I, I'm locking it in. I would I, yeah, fight I, to I, the death. I, I think that's good. I think, so here's where we're at. We have Spelunky HD, which I feel is pretty locked in. Yes. Hades, which also feels pretty locked in. Even though those games are similar, I guess Hades is getting a little closer into the visual novel thing, really stretching that term. Because we are lacking a, like, Danganronpa um or uh i mean any visual novels you, you know no i think hades type of stuff. i think hades is enough of a visual novel enough. to check that box okay um then we have tetris which yes. is just a pure you know portable it's game tetris. at its finest yeah skinny Mar- piece l piece s piece everyone loves it that's, that's so true um they're called tetronimos but sure <laughs> Um, uh, we have Mario Golf Advance, which is we're all, we're counting for both sports and RPG. So yes. again, some real concision here that I like. Here's my wild card round because I think we do need the 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 wild card. WarioWare Twisted. Yeah, well, I have an alternate that Wait I was them. considering. WarioWare Twisted, for those that don't remember, was the WarioWare game that had the gyro built into it. So all the mini games involved like twisting the, it was on GBA, right? Mm-hmm. Or was it DS? Mm-hmm. It was one of them. G- I think GBA. I think it was GBA. Um, so it had that. So similar, but different. Kirby's Tilt and Tumble. It's not a bad idea. Uh, here, here's, mm-hmm. here's the the thing against Kirby's Tilt and Tumble, which is a game that is pretty good, but... As you know, I hate ball rolling games. It's come up a couple times. I'll reiterate it here. Hate to roll balls in games. And Kirby's Tilt and Double is entirely about that. So I don't know that I could uh, do that. I don't have a lot of fondness. Even though it is a well-designed game, I still think the original WarioWare micro mini games is the best WarioWare game. But that's just me. Okay, okay. I actually have our, our experimental game. You inspired me. Okay. Kirby Canvas Curse. No. Do you no. remember this one? Yes, with the stylus. No. Yeah, it, it, you draw and you draw I like know. a lot. It's pretty good. Didn't like it. Oh, no. I don't. Here's why I'm going to tell you. Me. We've known each other for so long and you continue to surprise me. I'm going to tell you why I don't like uh, Canvas Curse. Like it's because it's not a good portable game when you constantly have to play the portable one-handed because your other hand is on the stylus that's not a good portable game that's bad game design see i like that because that feels much better than playing it on like the wii with a wii pointer i mean you're right both are bad (laughs) (laughs) fair fair so uh, i mean what what is our what is i will tell you what we're missing and you're not gonna like it we are missing right now a turn-based strategy game no we are uh, I, how did we cut it? I how I did I how did I I lost track of the numbers? You're right. Yeah, you moved them down. <sighs> that's I mean, is there another big portable friendly genre that we're missing? I don't You're think right. so. I think we're missing I, a turn based strategy game. I, I I think I think it's Fire Emblem. I, think I would fi- give it to Into the Breach if you really want to groan about Fire Emblem, but Fire no. Emblem 
I don't. And the reason I don't want, the reason I want to give it to Fire Emblem is I know the second I do make time for the series, I'm going to love it. And I don't want to come back, and not that I ever go back and listen to these shows. True. But <laughs> just in case I do, I don't want to come back, you know, two or three years from now, a, a big Fire Emblem fan, you know, and then be like, oh, I, I was the one who shot it down. That would be. Yeah. But I'm going to say Awakening. Not because I've played it, but because I've heard it's good. <laughs> and you know what's also good about Awakening uh-huh. is it channels a little bit with Mario and Luigi partners in time because they both have time babies. Sure. If that's what makes you feel good about it, not making it does. Cut, I'm okay with it. I'm it good does. with that. I'm good with that. Um, okay. okay. So we did it. Our five favorite portable games. You and not li- not in any order. Not in any order. Um, except for Spelunky is number one. Uh, <laughs> Spelunky HD, uh, which is available. Oh, I, I can say where these are available. Uh, available on the Nintendo Switch. You can play it right now. Um, Hades also available on the Nintendo Switch. Tetris. Those, for what it's worth, will also be available on uh, Steam Deck yes. in like a second. Tetris available versions of it are available on Switch. Actually, on- I believe Tetris Connected. That the yeah. new one is and on Tetris Switch ninety nine, obviously. Yeah, uh, but that that new Tetris is like one oh, of the no. best Tetris's yeah. of all time. Tetris Effect, Effect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, Mario Golf Advance, which is only available on the Game Boy Advance, and yeah. uh, legally uh, acquiring it is not cheap. Um, so yeah. good luck. Um, and Fire Emblem Awakening, which is. Also Game Boy Advance? No. No DS. Uh, only available on the 3DS oh. or the DS? Uh, mm. I think that one's DS. That one I think it is, is the, the D- It's, oh my gosh, and it was published on the 3DS in 2012. There you go. We 3DS. have been doing this for too long. Yeah. Um. So that is available on the 3DS. That uh, actually, that I think we talked about it on Besties. Oh my gosh. It was the first Fire Emblem game we talked about on Pesky. It's Christ. Um, okay, so that is our top five. Um, I, you know what? I'm gonna, I'll, I'll save the recap for the end, and just in case people skip ahead to that for whatever reason. Uh, that's into the main stuff. Do you have any recommendations for this week? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I've been. Wa- I, I'm continuing to watch Peacemaker. It's my favorite show on right now it's so fucking good like it's on hbo max i you know i've talked about it before i don't know how much more i could really say but peacemaker rocks i need a fun show and like i that seems like it would be my speed i watched a little um avid elementary that oh yeah is very chill i'm into that i'm getting into that one um but my recommendation because i have no chill is um a new book called How High We Go in the Dark. And uh, it's just depressing. I don't, honestly, I feel like I'm a parody myself and I shouldn't be recommending it. Uh, I, I finished Station Eleven and I really enjoyed the, especially the TV adaptation of it. Um, and then I was like, you know what I need? More depressing post-apocalypse fiction about uh, how what we do after a pandemic destroys the world. Uh, so fortunately for me, this new book came out and I, I'll be, I, I'll be real with you, not super far into it, but from what I understand, it's, it's a, it's a novel, but it's like a series of short stories that are all connected and building on each other and going like further and further in time. 
Um, so I feel like, like Cloud Atlas. Honestly, yeah, it, it has. It, it seems like it reminds me of that in some ways. Um, uh, but very dark. There's a talking pig. I've been told. Um, and I have a feeling that some people who listen to the show would like that. And I also have a feeling that there are some people on the show who would very much not like that. Because are you sure you're not talking about Babe? Oh no, I'm actually talking about Babe too. Okay, uh, the pig in the city. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, hey, that movie's good. Yeah, directed like, by uh, one and only Mad Max director. What's his name? Yep, that's him's name. That's his name. He did it. He did it <laughs> he again. He directed Mad Max. Okay. It's not George Romero. It's something nope. like that. George nope. Miller. Yep, yep. I'm, got it. <laughs> God, I gotta <laughs> watch you suffer. Um, okay, here are the games that we talked about this week. Uh, Splunk HD, Hades, Tetris, Metro, Metro Golf, Mario Golf Advance. Fire Emblem Awakening, Fire Emblem Blazing Blade, uh, Into the Breach, Mario and Luigi Partners in Time, and all the other Mario and Luigi uh, portable RPGs, Persona 4 Golden, Gravity Rush. It's a good batch of games. Yeah. Like, especially Gravity Rush, which once again Mm -hmm. is mentioned on an episode of The Besties and immediately thrown in the trash bin by, uh, by my friends. The new near, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Print it on the back of the box that'll never be released. Um, that's it. We did it. What do, what do you want to do in two weeks? That's a good question. Uh, there are so many fucking games coming out in February. I'm like totally stunned by how many games are coming out in February. Probably the bu- busiest February in video game history that is not hyperbole. Um, so I have no idea, but it will be something new and exciting in two weeks. Uh, I I actually have to read this. This was from a story that went up on uh, Polygon a little while ago from uh, Nicole Carpenter. Uh, She just listed out what is coming out right now. We have Pokemon Legends Arceus, Arceus, Horizon Forbidden West, Destiny 2 the Witch Queen, Elden Ring, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Dying Light 2, Babylon's Fall, uh, Sifu, Ghostwire Tokyo, and like more. That's just that's just some of the games. We actually, I edited this piece. We had to cut out some of the names of the games because it was just getting too long. Too many games. Too many games. Um, I am very excited. This is a very good problem for us to have. I worry a little bit about these games like, you know, selling. Financially? Yeah, like that seems like... <laughs> not great for all of the good stuff to come out at the same time. But why do I know? I'm not an economist. They, I assume that they know what they're doing. Um, think of, if you're curious why they're doing this and how the hell this is possible, and if it is financially reasonable, you should actually go read that story. Uh, why a new huge video game is being released every week on Polygon. And you know what? I'll drop a link on Twitter because it is much smarter than anything that I have to say. Um, And that's a great place for us to end by me being self-deprecating. Love it. We did it. We did it. Another episode of the Resties in the books. It's 2022. We're still doing this. Love it. (laughs) Yes. I I love it. Um, uh, Cool. That's it for us. Uh, Until next time, I am Chris Plant, and this is Russ Fresh. Fresh. You're going to do that? Yeah, that's fine. We'll roll with that. I'm Chris Plant. This is my buddy Russ Fresh, and this is the Resties, a video game podcast where the rest of the best talk the best of the rest. (laughs) 